Hello there, everybody. Welcome back to Zena's Suitcase Podcast. Thank you so much to everybody who's listened to the first two episodes. We are now on episode three, and I am super excited to talk to you today about how we get ready for a family trip. We are going to Agadir in Morocco for February half term, and Time's cracking on and plans need to be put in place for what we are going to be doing and to make sure that we have everything we're going to take. I am solely responsible for making sure that we have everything we need when we go on a family holiday together. I'm completely okay with that. My husband works in an office doing a 9 to 6.30 kind of job. So I know that I know what the kids wear what the kids like, I know what my husband needs, because the amount of times, honestly, that we have gone on holiday, and I've said, he said to me, have we got X or Y? I said, but you didn't ask me to pack X or Y. Now I've jumped through that hurdle a few times, I make sure I pack X and Y, because pretty much guaranteed he's going to ask for it. I've come up with a system basically that works really really well for us and so if you're interested in making sure that you are on it when it comes to getting ready for your trip and making sure that you have everything you need then this podcast is definitely for you. We've definitely made some mistakes along the way and as a very very wise man once said a wise man learns from his own mistakes but a wiser one learns from somebody else's. So hopefully today we have got some fantastic tips for you for getting ready for your family trip. The first thing is planning out what we're going to do. That is a conversation that we're having with the girls. Agadir is an interesting place. We've not been to Morocco before. Agadir is probably slightly more touristy than other parts of Morocco, but it is on the coast and it's opposite the Canary Islands. So we are really looking forward to some sunshine. You may have already known my daughter's been saying, when is it summer? It has been so cold. It has been really good to be able to say to her, look, it's not going to be summer for a while, but we are going to be in the warm sunshine in a few weeks. So just hold on a tiny bit longer. The sorts of things that we start thinking about when we're planning what we're going to do is how much the kids can manage. You know, they're six and four years old. They like their routine and we like to have a structure to our days. You know, I do get, you know, impromptu sometimes works really well. But I have found that with my two kids, when they are faced with, would you like to do this or would you like to do this? One will say they want to go to the zoo and the other one will say they want to go to the beach. So we structure it out before we get there and we tell them every day what's going to be happening. First day tends to be just a quiet day, milling around our hotel, maybe going to the beach, just recharging our batteries from the trip. We're actually, we're based in Nottingham, we're flying from Manchester. We're going to have a pretty full day of travelling. We won't get to our hotel till the evening. So the first day will just be pretty chilled and laid back. We then start looking at things to do. There is a croc croc park in Agadir, which would be a nice half-day activity for us and the kids to do, to go and see all the crocodiles that live there. I'm really interested in doing a safari. 
we're in the right place. It would be lovely to see the local animals. And a lot of these safari day trips that you see advertised on places like TripAdvisor, you don't just get to go and see the animals. You get to explore the area a little bit further afield. And sometimes you get to have a lunch and meet with a local Berber family. So I think us, for the cultural aspect, we're really interested in doing that. We will pace that out through our holiday. I certainly am interested in going to the Sooks. We will have beach time. So like a day will look like maybe an activity, get lunch somewhere, be it at our hotel or at a local restaurant. We might spend some time in the by the beach or in the pool in the afternoon. Before dinner, the kids do need a little downtime so they can do whatever activities, toys, colouring they've got with them, or they may even watch their tablets, whichever that will be. Then we go to dinner and then we start to wind down for the evenings. They do like to be in bed about seven, but we've often found in most places that we stay in, if we're having dinner, we are all inclusive this time. I'm having second thoughts about that after our experience at the Monica Isabel Beach Club in Portugal. But it was so cheap, it doesn't matter if we eat out. That's basically the, the gist of it. Dinner's always a little bit later. It'll push bedtime on a little bit. So they'll eat, they'll come back to the room, chill out stories, bed, and then we'll have the the evening to watch our children sleep is probably what will happen. The actual practicalities of getting there with the stuff we need is another thing. The kids have their own backpacks. I have a backpack and my husband has a backpack. We put, obviously in mine and my husband's backpack, that's mainly for snacks for the kids, drinks, our expensive gadgets. We both take a laptop on holiday. I know how awful that sounds, but we do. And our other gadgets and leaves that we might need while we're traveling. The girls, the way I've learned to approach with the girls is I say to them, these are the things you are going to take. So you need your tablet, you need your headphones, you want a reading book, you want a cuddly toy, as coloring your pencil case. They have this list then they go away and find those things. I like to keep it all the same because it just saves so many arguments when we get there. A spare pair of clothes might go in that bag and some of their snacks as well. They are responsible for those bags. They are responsible for the stuff that's in them. That's really helpful. Sometimes if we're traveling later in the day, we will save that activity till the morning because kids really don't like hanging around for traveling and if they haven't got anything to do while they're waiting to leave for the airport or get on the road or whatever it is whichever way you're traveling then we have found that they could get into a lot of trouble and in between you trying to organize things you're having to tell the kids off more often than not if you're not in that camp I'm just super jealous I would love to be that person but never mind Obviously, I'm responsible for the suitcases as well, the one or two suitcases that go with us. I think for this trip, there'll be two suitcases. And for me, it's all about the list, all about the list. So I'll have a list of, so if we, this is going to be a beachy swim holiday. So there will be a list of things that we want for the uh, swimming pool and the beach. I'll check if there's some beach towels. Hopefully there is some beach towels and we don't have to take our own, but maybe one or two might go with us. The other things, obviously the toiletries and the bathroom, all that side of it. And then there's a list for each person. So Indy Brooke, my husband and myself, we all have a list. On that list, we for the number of days we're there, obviously it's pants, socks, tops, and all of those things. The one things I think people forget, and I've done it before, it's been an absolute nightmare, is the 
your shoes, sandals and coats, make sure they go on the list because honestly, I have been somewhere and I have forgotten the shoes we need and I have forgotten the coat we need. So that's my one big tip. Make sure that you write those on your list and you tick them off before you pack everything into the car or transfer or whatever you're using so that you have those items. Pretty much, I then pack it. The funny thing with the kids is I pack them enough clothes for each day and a spare set in case something goes wrong. Now, I don't know what it is with my kids. I pick their, you know, I pick their favourite clothes and I think, oh yeah, they could wear this and this, this outfit will look lovely together. And then they'll find one dress and they'll want to wear it for like four days. And I'm like, kids, come on, one, you've got to change because it's the same dress in every photo. Either it looks like it's for one day or it looks like, yeah, you just don't change your clothes, which is actually accurate. And, you know, I really have to say to them, look, you've spilt your dinner on that. You really have to put that in our wash bag so that when, so you could, you know, I've bought all this stuff. I probably could pull back the amount of clothes I pack for them, but I know pretty much one holiday, they are going to go through all that stuff. And I don't want it to be that time that I'm caught out because we know kids could get wet, dirty, mucky. I'd rather have the clothes than not have it with us. If they then just wear two outfits the entire week and I come home with the rest, it just means I've got less washing. So that's always a win because holiday washing is just pants, isn't it, folks? We know that. We know that. So that is pretty much how we approach it. My, you know, my best advice is always use lists, give everyone designated bags, keep things the same for the kids. Certainly in our case, they're similar age, both girls. It just keeps everything, you know, easy peasy. When we get on holiday, I unpack straight away. If I'm late, if it's late at night, it might be first thing in the morning, but I just make sure that we unpack so that everything is organized. And then as we wear stuff or use stuff, that then goes back into the suitcase. And we're kind of packing to come home as we go. And I just find that that really helps me sit on the on that last day. Because the truth is, I, I'm responsible for the packing and I, I'm responsible for the at both ends. So as we go and as we come back. My husband does does muck in, don't get me wrong, and obviously he helps out with the kids and everything. You know, don't get me wrong, he's very hands-on. But this part of it, because I know how I'd like it organised and I know what the kids like and what everybody needs, it's just easier because I've already gone through through those thought process thought processes. And it also gives me leverage when we get there. If I don't want to go to the pool that day, all right, I can say, oh, well, you know, I did do this. So maybe you could take the girls girls to the pool. Anyway, I really, really do hope that you found my tips for getting ready for a family holiday useful. If you thought this was a great podcast, and I really, really hope you did, because you're coming back to listen, which is absolutely awesome. Please do share it. If you could leave me a review, I would be, that would just absolutely make my day. Even better, subscribe, come back and listen to episode four next week, where I'll be talking about another travel topic to inspire you as we get towards warm weather and summer holiday time. Thank you so much for watching. This is Zena from Zena's Suitcase. You can find me at zenas-suitcase.co.uk and I also am pretty much on every other social media network. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day.